apparently longtime buddies. And uh, yeah, they just saw each other for what Ed said was days, but I believe in Mr. Prather saying it's been much longer than that. But uh, yeah, okay, continue on. You guys said you haven't seen each other in forever. How, how yeah, did really? you guys, yeah. Oh my God, I think the last time I saw you was in uh, D.C. when you were working for York, Colonel York at Phoenix, weren't you? Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was, uh, I left there in 2007, uh, the, uh, towards the end. And like within a, I'd say within four or five weeks, I was in Fallujah. And I'm thinking, I want to be back in Alexandria. Send me back to Alexandria. <laughs> what were you with, ISATAP? No, oh, actually, yeah. I, I was with the uh, MPRI. Uh, they had the uh, law enforcement uh, professional program, LEPS. Leps. Well, that that's not part of International Chiefs of Police. No. Tacticals, is it? No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, they, they, so they the funny thing programs. is, I knew, I knew Jerry York, Colonel York from DIA, uh, yeah. but I knew you from DEA when you were FBI. Do you remember you did undercover for me at the? Uh, uh, I don't know if we should name the resort in Tucson or not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the resort we did, quite well. We did a high, we did a high level at a high level uh, resort for a big case. I don't know if we should name the no. money but you were my undercover for that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I used to. That used to be one of my hangouts. So that, that was like the only decent place between Tucson and the border where you could have a, you know a meal, a good meal, and a, and a secure confidential chat with somebody. I think they just moved it or something. I think they really? just uh, wow. changed it. Yeah. Wow. But been a long time. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I think I gave you a bundle, a bag with $250,000 in it or something. In a, what? Uh, something like that. It something was something like, like that. that, yeah. I mean, yeah. I forget. You know, it all runs together for me, you know. I mean, I, I was like your neighborhood bad guy, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, you were. Yeah, you know. And did we go over to San Diego to work that other that informant over there too? Did you yep, do yep, in the yep. in the keys there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, we uh, uh, we followed up on that on a on a separate on, on a separate case, you know. And uh, I don't know. Did you hear what happened to her? No. What happened? She got whacked. Did she? Yep. It was. Uh, I was. I was stunned. You know. I thought. I thought she had enough contacts and. Uh, enough uh as i say enough juice uh to get over any any difficulties but i guess i guess she overstayed her welcome or or did, something you know did, but, it, uh, did you wit her? no 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 i mean we didn't even get to that point she, she you know she thought she had uh carte blanche you know uh just a blank check to, to be able to go back and forth between uh, the u.s and mexico and one trip she goes away and never came back well, you know, I forget the other agent, and we may not, he was another FBI special agent, but he used to drive up with her alone, and I used to say, man, I would never drive up with a female informant alone. I would yeah, never no, do no, that. No, no, that no, was no. crazy to see. It was crazy, especially her, you know. Yeah, especially her, with the Black <laughs> Widow, we called her. Yeah, exactly. The Black Widow was right, you know, so. Uh, wait, wait, why? Am I, am I retarded? Why? Why? Yes, you are. Okay. Well, I mean, I know it's I know it's I know it's twenty twenty one now, and no, I would never be alone with a girl. I'm going to get. They're going to say I'm a white male who raped her. Was that the concern then? Sure, informant okay. will run you if you let them. They'll set you up in a second. Oh, yeah. They'll run you. Oh, and that, yeah. A lot of inexperienced agents. Uh, they'll they'll be they're professional and they'll work different agencies and they'll just run the agents if they don't know what they're yeah. doing. A female will just accuse you. Of Man. doing something, oh, so yeah. you never I mean, be alone with a female that, informant. I mean, that that's a problem looking for for a, a place to land, you know. So uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I am the I am the agent that you'd find face down dead in the field and be like, well, he almost made it five days. <laughs> no, no, she just uh, she just come on to you and then accuse you and then she owns you. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that that would be me, and then I would make an accusation back, and yeah, I would end up dead face down in a field and within five days. I don't even know how, but I would. No, you wouldn't end up dead. You'd end up in New York. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> worse than death. That's where I ended up, Ed, when they went after me. They put me in the, in the uh, broken toys uh, department in, uh, in Tech Ops, where all the uh, whistleblowers were. Uh, yeah, the, it's the island bad. of broken toys from the Rudolph. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, every, every agency has their office up there you know so <laughs> yeah yeah i 
Yeah, that was like the the Dami. It's the uh, if you remember the Rudolph where the oh, I have broken toys, yeah. and that's where they put you yeah. to have a sign up for that. I want to be a dentist. I used to exactly. put that up in my cupboard. I want to be a I want to be a dentist. Just, a little, uh, was that when they would just throw? You, is that where they throw you away to? Like yeah, if you, if you just yeah. yeah, it's like fuck it you. Was, you're gonna go work at the North Pole kind of thing. It was yeah. like Siberia. Yeah, yeah. it's like going to Siberia. You know, so. you know. Yeah, I've had people accuse me in the comments on this podcast before that there's no way I'm not an intelligence asset because they look at me and rightfully so. They're like, he's too stupid to be able to wrangle these guests. <laughs> but now with you guys on here just talking about all this shit back and forth, I feel like my cover's blown now. It's gonna. Yeah. Be, yeah, how yeah, else yeah. would I have this? But it's just yeah, that's luck. true. That's For true, sure. yeah. yeah that's, true. that's like the Courier movie that's out right now because I don't have any training. You're like, you're perfect. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Because you don't have any training. But La- uh, Last summer, I was accused of working for the Air Force saying that I was this was a... Uh, this is a guerrilla recruiting video or a guerrilla recruiting channel. And I was like, that's such a big compliment to me because this, I, I was just above my parents' garage. And then last week, someone said, are you CIA? And I'm like, no, but that means so much to me that you think that's what I am. But for everybody listening, Ed Morales, you've been on here twice before, once with my cousin. And Jeffrey Prather's been on here once before, and Mr. Prather mentioned last week or two weeks ago about Ed Morales and like a moron. Well, I know Ed Morales, and so let's have you guys on together. But Ed, you're most well known for the fire, the Miami firefight, the FBI firefight, and Mr. Prather obviously came on here last week and told his whole CV, which I couldn't repeat if I tried. What exactly made you guys? Because you also mentioned Vince Sheffalo, who is going to do an episode with you, who is in the ATF. How, how does it all get tied in together? Or if you guys just want to keep talking, I know your stories are better than anything I can come up with. But how, how is it all tied tied together? Is it just like Ed, hold big... up your arm. Uh, show him your arm, Ed. Show him your scars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Oh, well, yeah, Ed showed us. Or, yeah. I've, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know what, though? In, in all sincerity, in all honesty, to your, I mean, in, in all truthfulness to your question, you know, it, it, it just happens. I mean, uh, I met Jeff... Uh, through dumb luck. I mean, I, I, he happened to be in, in a certain office and I happened to be assigned to that office and we just met. Boom. I mean, it, it's just uh, time and chance. You know, I mean, it wasn't planned. It wasn't orchestrated. It wasn't a setup by the CIA. You know, it just, it, you know, sometimes you just uh, meet some good people, you know, and sometimes you meet some average people and sometimes you meet some duds, Yeah. you know? So, um, by the way, uh, Jeff, I, do you remember Joe, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I've I've lost track of him. You know, he's a, he's another good guy. I have I've lost track. I have to get your phone number after this so we can stay in touch. I was looking for it a while back because it's Absolutely. been like a Absolutely. decade or something. But yeah, I've lost yeah. some of the guys. I've got since my podcast went big. Some of of our peers have contacted me and they're like, "Hey, great job, keep it up." And um, yeah, good. But you know, uh, uh, going back to. Um, the Black Widow getting uh, whacked, you know, the the WITSEC program that the marshals used to run so well. Now, the AUSAs have taken it over uh, and they want to run it and they want to vet everybody. And of course, that'll never work. I mean, when I WITSEC guys, you know, I just they'd show up, they'd come through a door for the trial and then disappear. And it was great. And now yeah. and the marshals did a great job of running that. But now I guess the attorneys have got their hands in it and um it's not going yeah. well. You know, yeah. I, I think they overthink it. You know, I mean, you and I think like cops. Okay, what 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 what, what do I need to do to, to, you know, get in and get out without getting killed? You know, it's that simple. They are probably looking at it like some through some lens that you and I have no clue, you know. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of corruption. In fact, what I always say, how your name always comes up when I'm talking is I say the FBI has become so corrupted with Mueller and Comey and Stroke. But I said, and I, but I say, I know real heroic uh, for real FBI agents. And I always name you. And I always talk about the Miami gunfight. And, you know, yeah. that's been memorialized. You're a legend. Uh, and uh, well, thank I say, you. you're the real deal. And, I've, you know seen, what, and I've, I've seen you put your life at risk working for working <laughs> for me while I'm in the other room with the camera. <laughs> you know what, I, I have to agree with you. It breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. But today's FBI, and, and it's not the rank and file, guys. It, it's the management. The management is corrupted to, uh, I mean, I don't even know. You know, it's kind of like, what did Jesus say? Hey, find me one find me one man who's not a sinner you know in, in the city and i'll spare the city something like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I forget the, the uh 
the uh, the story, you know, the the, the fable, you know, uh, when when uh, God told one of his disciples, "Hey, find me one one honest man in this city, and I'll spare it." Well, guess what? The city got nuked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. same thing with FBI headquarters. You know, find me an uncorruptible uh, manager, and you know, well, I think I think that went into when they took on the counterterrorism role. Uh, they, first, they went to counter drug, and then they went to counterterrorism, and that got into intelligence. And then Stroke was head of the. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he in charge of their foreign counterintelligence pro- program, which is a, actually a CIA position? You know what? I honestly don't. I, I, I've been so out of touch, Jeff. You know, it's been unbelievable. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time overseas, you know, and I really lost track of everybody. I was overseas six years and I came back in 2014, you know, and oh, wow. I've, I've been slowly trying to hobble. You know, what <laughs> hobble about Todd, Todd from uh, the Tucson office there? I, I've lost track of him, too. I mean, I really because really he was a good everybody. guy. Yeah, no, definitely a good guy. Yeah. But yeah. no, the management, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's just a different era, just a different generation. You know, I mean, when you and I were in, I'd rather do something, you know, uh, nasty than than uh, than be corrupt. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I'm alluding to. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 I know that the because I still work in the competitive intelligence corporate field. Mm-hmm. I know the I know you know what InfraGuard is. Yeah. And the, the InfraCard volunteers that are sending stuff in, uh, they send in stuff on Blantifa and everything else, but it gets scrubbed by the 14s and 15s and 16s yeah. so that what, all they get is vanilla ISIS or Proud Boys or they don't get any of the Blantifa, BLM Antifa yeah. uh, stuff. And so they get a real slanted picture. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's a big complaint. I've heard that complaint uh, recently. Like with the, I, I've uh, reconnected with some guys uh, of my generation in the last few months. And uh, that's what they say. They say, hey, it, it is just unbelievable that they can, they can look at the uh, right-wing people as terrorists, but then they, when they look at the left when people they just scrub them they they whitewash it you know so it's like wow un- unbelievable it uh mm. i'd like to think that we're coming to a to a head where maybe some people can kind of be you know shaken out of the matrix and it's i mean since i started this podcast i've been accused of being a neo-nazi because i like to trump because i'm white because i have stunning blue eyes and because i have an american flag yeah but, you know what I, I bet you're also a unicorn too right well, i am but yeah it's, I, I i knew it i, I just i could see it i'll fight you, you know? Ed. but it's but no I, you you don't want to fight ed no i don't no i don't i've, I've read your book I, I know you're a madman it's um but I have been it's kind of interesting because in the last week or so I've received more emails and comments that have been auto removed by YouTube just because of language saying how evil I am because I did an episode last week just saying we stand with Israel because I was like hey fuck terrorists let's you know just and I've had more people commenting saying that I'm supporting uh, uh, warlords and uh, war criminals but to, to me, it's just the oddest. Like, are we coming to a point where not everyone will be able to believe in the Matrix anymore? Because how how can I be a Nazi for supporting Israel? Yeah, I mean, it's just so bizarre. I mean, we're we're like upside down. We're really, I mean, up is down and down is up. I mean, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Prather. So this is kind of just an off, an off question. Um. So, like, you always kind of hear about, at least, I'm, I'm 30 years old, I was 11 on 9-11, just to frame kind of my my experiences. One of the big complaints you always, at least what I heard in the years after 9-11 was, it was because of the infighting, it was because of the compartmentalization, it was because of the obstruction of a free flow of information, to which people would argue you need that compartmentalization, just like you would for a stealth plane like you can't if you do get a mole you want to limit what that mole can do when you when you introduced yourself last time saying about you know the people you had worked with and then now with ed and you guys telling these badass stories it sounds like an intro to like a lethal weapon movie is you guys just (laughs) talking about your old times how much how much is so what is it is it is it compartmentalized and it's and it's territorial and everyone's got their own fiefdom or is it this free-flowing kind of, I don't know, you're trading players, here's a guy from the Special Activities Division, here's a DEA, here's an ATF. What is it? And I know this is kind of a complete 180 from what you were just talking about, but it's just it's something that's popped into my head. It's, it seems there's these two opposing models. It's either this 
it's in these quadrants that no one can get through or it's just this kind of revolving door of mirrors and smoke what the hell is jeff, it jeff may i sure go ahead yes what <laughs> yeah, he's, he says yes because it's all of those things oh. is what he's saying <laughs> is it's a mixture of uh, ambitious people who don't have morals unlike Ed um, and it's a, a, a mixture uh, so in the government a lot of uh, see Ed and I were working agents and then there's the there's the saying you can't manage cases and you can't manage your career at the same time so you either manage your career or you manage cases you do the work uh, or you're always telling everybody uh, what you're moving up to. We and call that's that, the difference we, between... We call that uh, politicking. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're politicking, you know, so... Uh, or, or working cases, one of the two, you know, so... I'm sorry, Jeff, continue. No, but, but um, you know, there were FBI agents, heroic FBI agents in Arizona trying to uh, track the 9-11 pilots, and they were told to work something else. I also know Tony Schaefer was a DIA. He was my peer. I was in D.C. He was in Afghanistan. We had the same boss, and he had data mined uh, bin Laden. And uh, when uh, he... When the 9-11 Commission came out, DIA did to him what DEA ended up doing to me because they wanted to deflect the blame. They always want to kill the messenger uh, to kill the message. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a combination of that. But then inside DEA, another part of that is just staying with the 9-11 thing is there were these uh, Israeli art students approaching DEA and the towers before the hit uh, and uh, I, I guess they were uh, trying to breach uh, uh, DEA because DEA had not yet been uh, corrupted. And I got that from one of my peerage that had been a special agent. He'd also been military and he'd also been in intelligence. I, I wasn't even really aware of that. But it takes a long time for us to put all these pieces together. You know, in my case, uh, when I was working with... Um, Jay Dobbins of ATF, mm -hmm. who was a whistleblower on a totally different area. And then later on, I ran into Vince Cefalu when we were doing uh, Paul Gozar, uh, Arizona congressman about Fast and Furious. And I figured out that uh, the drug, the guns going south through the ATF were going to the Sinaloa cartel. DEA had a deal with the Sinaloa cartel. That's in the ambulance on about a trial. It takes a long time to put all the pieces together, but it's a combination of ambitious people uh, being en enticed and trapped, bribed, and then extorted. Uh, and that's kind of what has happened um, inside at the highest levels of these agents and agencies, including the DEA, including the FBI, you know, uh, but not, but not Ed, you know, and not me, but a lot of guys, but a lot of bosses. When I was at the end of my, you know, uh, career there, uh, in DEA, I mean, the bosses were like crooks. They were, they acted like they had crews, you know, yeah, they like, like the, uh, organized crime, you know, almost. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Uh, help me out, and don't say the name if you, if you can't, but you guys had a a, a program with the phone numbers. Um, yes. Okay, I forget the name of that program. but Well, that, I won't say the name, but no, that's I won't say a great either. example because, yeah. because I, was, I had a TS with DOJ and a TS with um, DOD. Mm -hmm. That program was for tracking Colombian cartel, but we couldn't afford it. DEA couldn't afford it, so they handed it off to the CIA. And then, of course, the CIA ran with it, and then it got corrupted, and then you got, you know— um, uh, uh, FISA fake, you know, lying to the FISA court right. and going after right. Trump and then right. leaking those transcripts, which right. are, that's a, right. that's a, those are felonies too. Right. It just went all day because, you know, you and I remember minimization and right. uh, I don't right. think anybody minimizes anything. No, anymore. no, nothing. No, but anyway, I want, I, I want to say something that dovetails with that program and, and, you know, maybe it's a good thing I don't remember the name because I won't say it in that, in that regard. But after 9-11, uh there was that program or a program similar to that okay that um i was at quantico when, when 9 11 happened i had just transferred from arizona uh like uh three months before you know i mean i, I left right in, the, in at the beginning of the summer and i was acclimating to, to quantico and uh, then 9 11 happened you know and and of course you know everybody responded you know and you know 
I, uh, I was honored enough to uh, be tasked to go to the Pentagon to help do the crime scene, along with about 10,000 <laughs> 10, other people, you know. I mean, it, it took, it took, uh, it took a, a village to, to, to process that crime scene. But afterwards, we were tasked with intelligence, uh, follow-up on intelligence, okay? And uh, this kind of brought it home to me. It, it kind of went full circle for me because um, I had always been the, the the victim of like, hey, you know, you you FBI guys, you know, you come in, you you want things done, you know, you 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 want this, you want that, but you don't tell us what's going on, you know, you don't share information, and you know, part of that, there is some truth to that, and, and honest to God's truth, and then the other part of it was just you know a bad reputation, you know, but in defense of not not saying anything i was sent to fbi headquarters and i i was tasked for two or three months i was tasked to go through that intelligence the intelligence that your your program uh uh processed and then there was a similar program by another agency or a couple other agencies and i was given I, I'd never seen this before. I'd heard about it. I knew about it, but I'd never actually worked it. But when 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 it was put on my on my desk at FBI headquarters in a skiff within a skiff, okay, I'm thinking, holy shit! Should I be seeing this information? <laughs> Even I was going, should I be privy to this information? I'm thinking, oh my god! And you know what we were tasked to do? We were tasked to take this highly classified information and convert it into a criminal case. And I racked my brain and I'm thinking, how in the hell am I supposed to take this radioactive nugget and send it to a uh, an office in San, let's say St. Louis and uh, you know, tell the St. Louis office saying, hey, there's a guy who lives at this house this address you really 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 need to execute a search warrant or you really 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 need to to go talk to him or you really 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 need to open a case on this guy and not give him anything else so at that point you know i realized what a lot of the local and state officers i i knew how they felt at that point because i'm thinking there were so many cases and, and you know this as well as i did you guys get information that that you know from a highly placed source you're not going to tell the local pd where this came from you have to you have to you know keep your cards close to your chest because you want to protect the the source you know the human source and in this case you know uh, we had to protect the uh, the actual intelligence source but you know i think you know what i i guess yeah the fbi does have cases where you really can't tell the local guys what's going on you just kind of have to ask them you know hey we really need to do this <laughs> so i mean that that was an eye-opener and it was towards the end of my career when i saw that you know so um well that that's a great point because there there is open source articles that there is a joint agency back there where we were that uh the intelligence community sits here and the and the doj sits here and intelligence comes in and they pass it over this is just an open source article that anybody could look at and they say develop your own parallel pc right. uh, from right. that and yeah. of course that leads to um corruption uh right away and i think the big downfall you know having worked with fbi agents many times you know if you don't know tommy the dea used to go through the in my day we went through the fbi academy because we didn't have our own academy. Now they've built one. Looks like yeah. a ship. Looks kind of silly, but it's cool because yeah. the FBI academy's got lots of tradition. But DEA and FBI were always kind of side by side. Everybody else went to Glencoe, yeah. so we were kind of the two um, agencies together. And they always talked about merging us. It was going to happen, but it never happened. But DEA kind of went as a paramilitary organization with Snowcap, which I went to Snowcap, uh, and then the FBI kind of went to more of an intelligence function with counterterrorism. And I think that's maybe where they got lost because 
trying to do evidence, you want to have open, you want to present it in court, sources and methods you always want to protect. And I worked this when I was doing counter drug and I was dual credentialed. I saw the problems when CIA was trying to do counter drug. It just doesn't right. work. Right. Uh, and I think that's kind of where FBI got lost. Yeah. And then the bad guys yeah. came in and took it over. What do you think and, about that, Ed? And, and I think that's pretty accurate. I, you know, the thing is, you know, unless you've actually seen it and done it, sometimes, you know, you, you just cannot take a square peg and, and put it into a round hole. It just doesn't fit. So then you have to go through all kinds of, you know, machinations and movements and, you know, you know, some, some of this stuff maybe even bordering on, on, on questionable, you know, to try to get something that is highly classified into the hands of a, of a criminal investigation, you know, and sometimes, uh, you know, I think that's what happened. Part of that was the reason that, that the, the 9-11 thing happened. There was information coming from the CIA and information coming from high level uh, FBI sources that was filtering down, but it, it, it was it was such a complex and, and convoluted process that when it finally got reached the um, the uh, the criminal agents, the, the actual criminal investigators on the street, uh, and they developed independent information, I think everybody looked at them and says, hey, you know, you guys are just mopes. You know, what the hell do you know about intelligence stuff? You know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you develop, you develop, you know, something, you know, like a, a, a magic battery, and nobody believes that you have the technology, <laughs> technological knowledge to actually produce a battery. So they dismiss you. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Well, but I think you're being, I think you're too nice a guy. And I think maybe you're too fond of the old FBI, which I don't even know, you know, if you go back to, uh, yeah. what's his name, the founder, he was, um, um, he was a mess. But what about Richard Jewell? What about the FBI agent escorting the two oh, ISIS guys to no. Garland, Texas, and then trying to flee? I, I, I hear you. I definitely, you know, when I saw the Richard Jewell thing, I mean, that made me so angry. You know, they, they were trying to trick him. Okay. And, and that happened when I was there, when I was in, and when I, and I didn't know what happened. And then when I heard about it, like a week or two later, or I forget when, I was so pissed because that, that went against everything. It went against all my values. Okay, and all my 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 upbringing, you know, and morals and stuff like that. I'm thinking, dudes, we're supposed to be here to protect people, not ensnare them, not entrap them. I mean, come on, what are you guys doing? And I, you know, I honest, and I told my wife Liz, who's also an agent. I don't know if you remember her, Jeff. You know, but yeah, sure. Uh, I asked her, what the hell? Who are these people? I mean, they should be prosecuted, fired at the very least. And I don't even know what happened to them. You know, it's kind of like going back, you know, and, and you know. I'm just digging a hole deeper. It's kind of like Ruby Ridge. Uh, you know what happened to Ruby Ridge? I, right? I knew Lon Horiuchi. I knew okay. the uh, HRT sniper. Okay. Yeah, because because we were both FIs. Okay. So we but both worked the, at the Quantico range, right? The, the, the thing is, you know, what happened in Ruby Ridge, uh, I'm not sure the... Uh, it was like an ASAC that, that was that was sent out to, to be in charge of the operation. And based on his uh, recommendations or his thought process, he issued an order that any male that, that was seen on site could be killed, could be shot and killed. You know, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? There's a place for that po policy, but maybe not in the U.S., maybe in Fallujah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in a war zone. Yeah. You know? Or Afghanistan yeah. or someplace like that, but not, not in, uh, in Washington State or, or Oregon or wherever. And the guy who wrote that, who gave the order, they had a log. They had a logbook. And it went, you know, in chronological time order, you know, at zero, 100 hours, you know, uh, no, nothing, nothing has occurred, no events, uneventful. At zero, 700 shift change, you know, and just on and on, yep. you know. So anyway, when they found out, you know, after the shooting, I should have, you know, turned to a, a bucket of crap, the agent, the ASAC and two supervisors went back and said, hey, man, we need to clean this up. So they cut pages out of the logbook. Okay. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding me. You know, take your lumps. Now, now you're, now you've, you, you know, you, you've, 
complicated and, and, and magnified the issue of giving a bad order. Now you're, you're, you're obstructing justice. You're hiding evidence. It's like, I mean, and, and uh, a couple of these guys were, were prosecuted and went to jail. You know, and I, when I heard that, you know, it's like, what in the world possessed these guys, number one, to, to say that, and then number two, to go back and try to hide the evidence. I mean, that's, that's no better than a regular criminal. I mean, I was, I was so ticked about that. But, yeah, there were SWAT teams. There was, when they changed that ROE, I know there were local SWAT teams that left and said, we're not going to do ROE like that. Exactly. exactly. But you're saying there were agents that went to jail for that? Yeah, yeah, the, the supervisors, you know, the the, the the two or three guys at the top saying, "Hey, you know what? We need to we need to hide this, you know, because it's going to look very bad on our careers." You know. <laughs> so, uh, so I say, I say now that the FBI and CIA are so corrupt, they just need to go. That they're. What yeah. do you say about that? I, you know, I I agree. I mean, again, you know, wow. you have to you have to you have to divide it. You know, it's like again the rank and file. You know, the the guys on the street. You know, I, I think you know. It's hard for me to, 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 to gauge at what point in, 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 in a career or in, in uh, I, I guess career is the right word. 13, that you, 13 that to start, 14. That you start becoming susceptible to, to, you know, corruption or misguidance or whatever term you want to put on it, you know, because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I have to have faith that the, uh, the rank and file are still, you know, gung-ho, you know, flag-waving, you, know, uh, you know, constitution guys, you know. But, um, you know, I saw something on, on, on Facebook. Somebody sent me a, an FBI agent, retired guy that I know, sent me something that Louis Free, you know, a, a man whom, whom I respected a great deal, great director at the time, uh, contributed $100,000 uh, to Joe Biden's uh, grandchildren. And I'm thinking, yep. why? Why? What would possess him to do that? You know, and it's like, Wow, unbelievable! I mean, I, I was just—I mean, that's like telling me, "Hey, Santa Claus, it, it doesn't exist." You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I, I found out last year that there was a CIA agent uh, when Kiki uh, Camreno was being tortured and murdered in the room, and I knew about oh, the joint CIA program. I, do you know what I'm talking about? There's a exchange yeah. program, yeah. yeah, and it's really a one-way street. Yeah. Um, you know, because I knew guys who did that. I didn't do it because I was already DIA. I was, you know, but there, but it's a one-way street. And a couple of years back, I had a source, and I went up to the uh, ACTIC, the Arizona Counterterrorism Intelligence Center, and I said, "Hey, I'm in J Pass. Here's my social. Here's my DOB. I'm all over the place. I want to come up and talk to you guys." And they ran me, and you know, I'm in J Pass and everything. And they come, I come in, I walk in. And I go, uh, where's the FBI? He goes, well, they're not there. I says, well, do you guys have clearances to fuse? You're a fusion center. Do you have clearances to fuse? No, we don't have anything. And so it was, um, you know, it was just another uh, federal money thing, yeah. kind of like Haida. So Tommy yeah. Haida is high intensity drug trafficking area. It's where the yeah. feds give monies to the local for task forces. And so then you're task forced. Um, and like Ed and I are both firearms instructors. Um, and so they'd have to, you know, qualify with the federal standards of the DA standards or whatever, yeah. not their local standards. They get a silver badge instead of a gold badge, uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but the, that's how they would get control of the local uh, PD, PDs and SOs yeah. and put them under their wing. And like, uh, I remember even in my day, because we're old timers now, is to get your 13, which is the journeyman's level, you had to do a Title III wiretap. Well, a 12 doesn't really know, a GS-12, Tommy, doesn't really know that much about, he's not, he isn't going to work big cases like Ed and I work. They just don't have that much experience. So, but to get their 13 level, which is the journeyman level, it's where you really make good money. They have to do a wiretap. So we'd end up following guys to goodwill and we'd be doing stuff, but they, but they got plenty of money for the, for the wiretap because they yeah. had to have guys watching all the time. So yeah. it became a way to make money as opposed to make money for the agent and make money for the agency as opposed to really go after the bad guys if you're following me yeah and you he, know I, I saw that a lot in, in omaha nebraska i was there three years you know and you know what i'm thinking i was stunned uh i in the three-year period that i was there 
Okay, we ran anywhere from, I think it was like eight to 12 title threes in that three year period. I'm thinking, how is this possible? I mean, how, I mean, somebody must have a great informant. And you know what? It was just a, it was just a racket. It was just a, you know, the office wanted to say, hey man, we've got title threes, you know, we're on the cutting edge, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, give me a break. Your, your title threes are Mickey Mouse, you know, so, uh, but no, speaking of Haida, I hadn't heard that name uh, in a while, man. I, when I remember when I was in, in Miami in the 80s, man, Haida was big money, man, uh, for, the, for the locals. I mean, they would cut your neck, they would cut your throat for, for Haida money, you know, and uh, I guess, uh, I don't know how it is now, but I mean, in the old days, in the, I mean, you know, I mean, the, um, the, the money seizures in Miami alone was just astronomical. I mean, and the car seizures, they'd the go after seizures, a ride. Yeah. I remember undercovers that would like, Hey, I yeah. want that ride. So I'm going to do, do a deal and seize it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I, in my squad and uh, I tell you, we, I was on a rocket squad in, in, uh, in Miami in an, in a, an 18 month period combined drugs, cash, and property. My squad alone in an 18-month period, we seized $21 million in, in assets, in, in, in the drugs, the, the the property, or the cash. I mean, can you imagine that? And that's just one yeah. squad, one squad out of seven, you know? <laughs> now, do you-, do you remember working? I worked green ice. And uh, I used to get I get used to get reimbursed on undercover accounts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really scary. And of course, I didn't take advantage of it, but it was it it was easy. It could have been easy for guys. And I had I was working with an agent because I did the the case I had you do my UC for spun off. uh, And I had a guy come out and he was flipping money around an agent. And it turned out he was using the. The wow. actual uh, money. Wow. No, you know what? I, I I never I never worked that case. Thank God. You know, because I mean, money money was bad enough. And Tom, you know, it's like I hated money. I mean, you know, that sounds kind of crazy. You know, it's counterintuitive. You know, but I mean, kind of like I heard this line in the movie. I love money. You know, but I, I hated money because it was a pain in the ass as a federal agent. Okay. Yeah, we never count it. We take it to the bank and let them count it. Exactly. We don't count it. Just put no. it. In, yeah, I mean, you you try to get rid of it as quickly as possible, and yeah. then you, you gave it to the bank, and the bank was the uh, the financial experts. Whatever count they came up with was the official count. You know, yeah, there was mm-hmm. nobody involved. It wasn't me and Jeff. You know, counting it together. Okay, one one for Jeff, one for Ed, and one for the government. <laughs> yeah. one for Jeff. It yeah. wasn't a game like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. Now. And and perhaps this is just me being doe-eyed and optimistic, and probably <laughs> is, and I think that's why a lot of the people that listen to my podcast also hate me, is because I always try to take the devil's advocate side. But to me, I do look at it as an important practice. It's Voltaire said, the sign of an intelligent man is he who can entertain an idea without necessarily believing it. So when you look back and you're looking at the good old FBI, you're looking at all this corruption, you're discovering like, you know, it's like finding out Santa Claus isn't real or it's like, Oh my God, this could be abused. Is it possible that that is how it's always been? I mean, we look back to, we look back to Eisenhower's military industrial complex speech. And then we look back three decades prior to Smedley Butler's war as a racket speech. Is it just that, I mean, that was a guy in 1933, a Republican who stumped for FDR but fought in World War One, And he's the guy saying it took me. He said, my whole career, I, I had suspected it was a racket. Now I know it's a racket. And that was in 1933. Is it just something that you maybe uncover, you know, like like. Like the rules of mathematics are universal. It might take another planet a billion more years to discover it, but eventually they all discover multiplication, division, the values of pi and e and c. Is it just something that maybe in in 200 years, God willing, America's still here, they'll be like, man, remember the good old days of 2021 back when they weren't corrupt? Is it possible that's that's the truth? Or are we truly rotting from within? Is that the the dark truth that that my optimism can't overlook what do you guys think you want to go ahead or you want me uh, I'll, I'll go I, let, let me take a stab at it you know um th- that's a very good question and very insightful question you know but and the thing is it's kind of like asking what came first the chicken or the yeah, egg yeah okay it's kind of like hey what comes first the money or the corruption sure okay i was 
I mean, I, when I was a young young kid, I mean, I was starry eyed. I mean, I, I, I'm from South Texas. You know, when I when I went to Marine Corps uh, boot camp, I had uh, cow shit on my shoes, my boots, you know, and and uh, you know, straw sticking out of my hair, you know, and and. Uh, I tell you what, I, I got educated or, or matured pretty fast after that, you know. And but even even with that said, I always looked because of my upbringing and my character. I always looked to the good in people, okay. But then, as um, as as you get more and more experienced, more and more exposed, you know, you start saying, hey, you know what? This is an opportunity. If some somebody really wanted to use or abuse the system, you know, it would be pretty easy to do. And now, as I'm in, I'm I'm towards the twilight of my my life. You know, I'm thinking, you know what? I hate, I fucking hate politicians. Okay, I despise them all. Okay, I I, I look I look at what they're doing. Okay, they're such whiners about money, their, their own their own paychecks, their own perks. Okay, and they these are the types of people that have no concept of what it costs to give them what they, what they what they are given okay somebody has to pay for you know your office space your air conditioning your staff you know your free mail 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 system you know the free stamps in your office okay some poor schmucko family in mississippi or arizona or washington state or West Virginia, their tax dollars are going to support you, okay? And it ticks me off to no end when I see politicians just writing numbers on a bill and just saying, hey, you know, let's pass this $2 trillion budget. I said, dude, do you have any concept of how much money that is? They don't give a shit. They just don't care, okay? And that is, that is a part of me that... If I had any authority, I would crush every single last one of them, Democrat or Republican, okay, federal, state, and local, okay, because these people are out of control, okay. They, I mean, they have no no clue, you know, and maybe they do, and maybe maybe I, I think a lot of them probably do, and they just don't care, you know. They, you know, I don't, you know, I need I need more I need more money I need more support I need to bring home the bacon to my district. Okay, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Pelosi and Schumer were trying to do, you know, when they passed this last bill. I mean, uh, that's that's what I think, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I think there's some the common elements are. So Ed and I share a lot of backgrounds. We share a, a spiritual background, you know, a Catholic Christian background. We share a kind of a rural background. We share a military background. He was a Marine. I was a soldier. Uh, and we came from a time when the social institutions, uh, churches, government schools were less corrupt. And so we already had a basis. I much preferred uh, working with agents like Ed who had military background, because there's a there's a real selfless service aspect to the military, which they're trying to weed out right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that really made those elements of kind of being rural, a spiritual background, a military background, a moral background, uh, really prepared you. I remember when I was going to, I was sitting in Quantico, Ed, and I was going through the basic class and they said, yeah, we're canceling your ethics class in 90. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a former military officer and, you know, I already got this training, but I think some of these guys that have never been yeah. uh, military yeah. or cops, you better, since they're going to be handling millions of dollars worth of drugs and money, you better yeah. do an ethics class. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and so it's all, of course, it's always been corrupt. There's always corruption because that's human nature. But in times of great need, like I have listeners who think that, uh, you know, World War II was just um, a setup. Well, there was a setup to it, but did we need to fight World War II? Hell yeah, of course we needed to fight World War II. We'd be speaking Japanese and and German. Uh, Were there bad elements in there? Certainly, but did did the best elements rise to the top during that time? And yes, I think they did. And I think Eisenhower did a great job and the Office of Strategic Services did a great job. And then from that, you get CIA, which has always been a mess, and you get Special Forces, which have almost always been uh, great. So again, it's never a simple answer, but those, and that's why you see right now history being crushed. You know, uh, so the, the Blantifa 
uh, lies about everybody's racist. Well, we've had a black president. We fought a civil war where hundreds of thousands of guys died yeah. to free uh, okay. black slaves. Uh, so there, you know, everything's about Dungeons and Dragons, and so that you don't really study history. Yeah. So yeah. DEA's done bad things. FBI's done bad. Everybody's sure. done bad things. Yeah. Uh, sure. But but that but America has done a lot of great things too. Yeah. And oh, I get absolutely. I get emails from all over the world saying, "Hey, w- thanks for what you're trying to do because we we all look to America." And that core I'm really glad we're doing this show and I'm really glad to see Ed again because this is what uh, you know, a real heroic FBI badass agent marine looks like in america <laughs> old and beat up right? <laughs> shut up Ed. you're sexy but, but still badass still badass uh, it's it's yeah it, it i mean that that's so good you're never gonna have a hundred percent pure right you're never gonna it's never gonna be this noble army of like you know you know JFK wanted to wanted to end the space race and work with the Soviet Union. He also cheated on his wife. And it's like, are you going to throw out the baby with the bathwater? I mean, I don't condone that. But like, I mean, yeah, you do get to that point where it's like Eisenhower had a mistress. So did Patton. They also won World War II. Like, where are we going to? And that's also a slippery slope. How do you keep on just, yeah, he killed a couple million Jews, but, you know, he made good tanks. And it's like, oh, well, you got to draw the line somewhere. But, yeah. yeah, Well, you know what? It goes back to, sorry, Tom. No, no. It goes back to what they say, you know, power corrupts and absolute power Power corrupts corrupts absolutely. absolutely, Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. It might be that that's just part of the equation and you and you have to look at it at a certain point. And uh, there's a, a former CIA agent, I guess former, that's been on Joe Rogan a lot named Mike Baker. And there's, I haven't watched Rogan in a couple of years, but there was one quote from this guy several years ago. And he was like, look, he's like, the idea that the United States hasn't done horrible things is just, he's like, that's not true. We've done terrible things. He goes, but I can tell you that power or nature abhors a vacuum. Power will always fill it. I would rather have us than Russia or China or Iran be at the helm because I'd rather have the the power that does the least amount of evil. And that still sucks. But, I mean, no surgeon ever has a 100% fault-free career. Like, there is a negligent death somewhere in there. But eventually, you do got to have to choose the surgeon that's also going to be on Air Force One. Like, eventually, you have to choose that guy, and it's the least great option. I mean, I do. I think, didn't a couple POWs die in Hiroshima, or U.S. POWs? I mean, at a certain point, yeah. it's like, yeah. well, you, you do kind of have to play that cold game of calculus, and it might be built yeah. into it. Um, to do a complete 180, Ed, well, you said earlier, is there really such thing as a skiff within a skiff, or is that a saying? No, I mean, that was like the, really? the real deal, man. Yeah, you know, it's like... Uh, you know, Don't I think Jeff, no, Jeff, no, Jeff knows. I mean, it's like, you know, there is, there are some places, you know, at, at, uh, at our headquarters that, um, I mean, first, I mean, you know, you had to go past the, uh, the, the initial uh, wall and then, and then you went into a, a separate area that was another walled area. You know, it's like, that's how secure it is. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, when I used to go into those at DIA, when I was a boss, I turned to the guy who I was with and go, yeah no i know what you're talking about it's yeah it's you, you've got a you've got a big dumb smile on mr prather was there something you wanted to say about a skiff within us because i love no, I, mean, I just I've love the sure. idea of it it's just that just makes me happy that that exists no that's special compartmented yeah. uh, information and special access programs and uh keywords and caveats and certainly that's uh that's key, but you. The problem is you get you get in so deep that you're not reporting to anybody. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. um, you know, Absolute like I power. said, I think stroke as the foreign and uh, the foreign counterintelligence program of the FBI used to be following the Soviets around. So if you watch Bridge of Spies, that's a pretty good Absolute, realistic excellent. tradecraft excellent. movie. Very yeah. realistic. Yeah. But then if you continue that, where the the FBI uh, foreign counterintelligence chief is actually working for the CIA, who's not supposed to work domestically, which they all have offices domestically. Then things start to go uh, south. So if you're in a if you're in a circle and you're pretty transparent, 
you know, you're okay, but uh, we're not anymore. You know, all you got to do is look at the FISA warrants. And Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's another thing, you know, that I am absolutely amazed. You know, there should have been a half a dozen or a dozen people go to jail over that, okay? And the one guy that they, that they caught, this attorney who pled guilty, doesn't serve a day in jail. I mean, I am just amazed. Amazed that the, the Pfizer court would let, 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 basically the Pfizer court said, hey, you know what? It's okay. You can screw us in the ass. Okay. No harm, no foul. I'm thinking, what? You know, in, in our day, I think, you know, there, there, you would have had 10, 12 people in jail. Oh my gosh. If we had done that in our day, we'd be in federal oh, prison. Exactly. You know, uh, I mean, it's just so, so bizarre, you know, but, but getting back to the corruption issue, I mean, true corruption, um, I, I don't know what the answer is. Okay, I am just so angry at politicians. Okay, and and the thing is, you know, I and I don't know, I don't, I don't think in my lifetime we'll be able to change it. You know, I, I think we need to institute a policy where politicians, at the beginning of every day that they're at work, they need to swear an oath, like like you do before you testify in court, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God, I think they should swear an oath every single day. Okay, so that, you know, because the, the, the problem we have is that they're, they, they double talk, double speak, back, backslide, do the moonwalk, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they dodge and weave and, and they never they never really get to the truth or they never respond with the truth. Okay, so it's like if you put these people under oath every day and everything they say is subject to to uh, a um, uh What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when you lie in court, uh, perjury. Perjury. Yeah, is it subject to perjury? Okay, I think that would that would help quell you know the uh, so some of the crap that's going on, you know, and, and with the politicians, you know, and and uh, and government high level government employees. You know, I, I I never agreed with the Soviet Union's policies at all. I spent a year in Bulgaria in 1972 uh, at the U.S. Embassy. Man, talk about a bleak uh, country. I mean that was at the height of the uh, Cold War, but I Were you found a Marine out, Guard. Yeah, I was a Marine Guard. Yeah, but I was I found out that uh, some some locals uh, had been caught. Uh, local Bulgarian government officials had been caught uh, in, in some sort of corruption scandal. They, they were they were skimming off the top or something, you know. And guess what happened to them, Tom? They ended up executed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was that was the punishment in in, in the Eastern Bloc. If you were if you were found guilty of public corruption, stealing from the people, you forfeited your life. You were executed. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know what? There should be a similar policy in the U.S. You know, imagine how many how many how many politicians would be corrupt at that point. You know, I mean, there still would be some, yeah. but you know, you never I mean, know. I mean. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. You said it earlier, Ed, and I think I have to agree with Mr. Prather on, uh, on. I think you might be too kind when you said these politicians don't understand what all these zeros mean. Respectfully, I disagree. I think they completely know what it means. I don't think these people are stupid. I think they're, I think they're brilliant. I think they're malicious. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. The idea that these people are stupid is. That's that's giving them well, that's giving though, them the benefit of the I, doubt. I am trying to give them the benefit of the doubt sure. because if if they, if they are knowingly and as you said maliciously doing this, then they they should be executed. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. You know, it's like you know what I, that is a corruption on a level never seen for before in our history. Sure. Okay, in all human history. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. And for whatever blue-haired, twelve-gendered person that's now going to flag my video, my podcast does not does not support the inciting of violence because someone will get this podcast or anything illegal, immoral, or anything illegal. That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. well, no. Because unfortunately, that that is a thing. People will yeah, watch it. Watch out, Ed. They'll be breaking your uh, your 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 younger guys. Ed, Ed will take him down. He's done it before. He'll door. do it again. Yeah, you know what? Though? I mean, it, you know, whatever. You know, no, I, it's, I don't well, it's, care, it's you know, true. So. It's what they said during the yeah. founding of the country. If yeah. you, if you yeah. devalue our currency or plagiarize it, you are a penalty of death. Yeah, I mean, it's but not the thing is, you know, that, that's what's wrong with our society. I was looking at, at the, I was watching TV this morning, and, and I, I get, I get so upset, you know, angry and physically upset uh, about 
now you know they were i was re- reviewing something that chicago passed there's a no chase policy no foot chase policy now i'm thinking what? <laughs> i've no never heard i've never heard of a no foot chase policy i mean i heard of a no no chase policy in cars you know i mean you don't want to get involved sure. in a high-speed chase in a in a downtown uh, city you know for a misdemeanor i mean if, if it's a felony someone's shot and killed somebody yeah you know you got you got to try to find this guy and get him but now they have a no chase policy uh, uh, on foot in Chicago, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Do, doesn't it seem tinfoil hat? Doesn't it seem like they're laying the groundwork for some sort of like, like, like robot enforcement? Doesn't it no, seem like, no, no. like you know what? defunding they're, they're the police? Doesn't they're it seem setting like the, the groundwork. They are setting the groundwork for total and complete anarchy to be replaced you know? with a strong arm. No, That's the playbook no, of power. No, 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 it's just to let the criminals run wild. That's what the, the, that, the that's they're running. They're running drugs. They're running people. Yeah. In fact, tomorrow on my show, I'm going to have a guest. It's going to talk about stroke, uh, and uh, you know, Biden just put his wife in charge, and he's going to, and you know, the the uh, child trafficking, uh, and the uh, the uranium stuff in Ohio, and all that. Um, Jesus, it's three 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 quick questions that I have because we've we've done 56 minutes of legitimate discussions and now I have to get in my uh my my insanity. One, does anyone know does anyone do you think anyone actually knows the big picture? Like the skiff within the skiff within the skiff within the skiff. Like what's under <laughs> NORAD? Like how deep does it does anyone know or is the system so compartmentalized that whoever's at the top doesn't even know they're at the top? You know, forget NORAD. I want to know if those flying saucers are real. Well, that was my second question out of my final. I'm not even kidding. That was my second question. Is no, I'm that- just joking with you. No, but in, in reference to your first question, you know, I, I think Jeff would agree with me. Uh, I think the answer, generally speaking, the answer is no. I don't think anyone can. You know, I mean, people people have their own agendas. People have their own their own their schedules and and their own. Uh, missions and stuff like that. Yes, you know, there, people generally know what direction to pull in, or, or to push the, the the wagon down the road. But with that said, everybody, everybody, everybody has their own agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if if it suits them to go off the reservation at, at a certain point in time, they will go off the reservation. You know, come hell or high water. You know, damn damn the torpedoes. You know, yeah. Because uh, you know, it's like I'm just amazed at how how China is just influencing our our mm-hmm. our our, uh, our society so much. You know, entertainment and the movies, sports, politicians, industry. You know, I'm just, I'm like, wow, man, you know, this would never have happened, you know, 20 or 20 years ago. You know, it's just like, and we're letting them do it. We are giving, handing them the keys. We're handing them the club to beat us over the head with. Yeah. Okay. It's like, here, here's the club. Now hit me hard. Hmm. You know, it's like, I'm just amazed. I think everyone, I think, I think Mr. McCarthy is owed an apology posthumously. (laughs) Oh yeah. He was right. He's absolutely right. A hundred percent. Um, Okay, well, that my second question was is UFOs and all that. Do you think? Do you think that? I think because there could be a serious question: is it is it United States technology, and this is a way of disclosing it, or because I never, as I think the theme of this whole podcast has been, I think it's all pretty much rotted through with corruption. So when the story is that here are UFOs that the Pentagon's acknowledging, my spidey sense goes off. I'm like, they're not just telling us. What it? Oh, the the people that have lied about Tuskegee, about the USS Maine, about the Gulf of Tonkin, about WMDs. All of a sudden, fourteen days to flatten the curve. All of a sudden, they're coming out and they're going, UFOs are real and they're here. And everyone's, oh my god! And I just, I don't know. It's the, it's the dog that's been beaten. I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, this isn't. It's not going to be what I think. Or is this just? Is it? Too, am I, do I have too much tinfoil on my head? No, that's that is correct. That is. Um uh u.s stealth technology uh, i have multiple sources uh in dod and cia has a long long history of um using ufos to cover up um mm-hmm. air surveillance f-117 so, yeah. yeah i i think uh jeff you're absolutely correct you know it's like the old uh the f-117s uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, that were back flying around back in the 80s, I think it was, in, mm -hmm. in the mid-80s. You know, people thought, oh, my God, diamond-shaped UFOs. Oh, my God, what's going on? And you know what? When you start putting two and two together, you know, and, and you know, the, some of it starts coming out. Yeah, those are the uh, the the stealth bombers, you know, the uh, the F one seventeens and then the B two and the B one bombers, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but you know what? Part of me is like, you know what? Wouldn't it be great? I mean, if if we found, you know life you know on another planet or something like that you know certainly i mean i don't want to end up like independence day you know the movie you know so. yeah that's that's a good you point know? i figure if they wanted to kill us they would have already done it think, right <laughs> well that's true you know yeah. or you know we, we could end up with some sort of a more uh subtle you know uh pathogen you know is dropped on us i'm reading a book now how these uh aliens dropped a, a pathogen on earth and we just you know rotted away you mm -hmm. know we, the pathogen just killed us you know so yeah it, it, well when you look at the 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 immense space in space you know in the early days it was a rocket ship and then it was a starship enterprise which is streamlined for no reason but really if you want to trans if you want to uh transcend and translate you have to go through some kind of gate or wormhole yeah. or something so that's a trans-dimensional being mm -hmm. so you can say aliens or you can say angels yeah uh, you know you can say yeah. tomato or you can say tomato yeah. but it's a trans-dimensional being and that fits with all kinds of ancient uh spiritual texts from christianity to the vedas hindus yeah. uh, to, to yeah. everything the vedantas the, Ma yeah. the maharatha Bath yeah the, mm -hmm. the, the reports of ufos or yeah the bible ezekiel wheel within a wheel I mean, yeah, so as far yeah. as trans-dimensional beings, yeah, to all in on tomato, that. Tomato, totally. tomato, yeah. It's, it's yeah, one of, but yeah. for the UFO stuff that the, the, the G's putting out right now, no, that's yeah, you know what though, I, I, have to, I have to concur with Jeff. You know, it's like, you know, if 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 the public knew, you know, I mean, if the F-17, the F-117 uh, stealth bomber was made public in the 80s and 90s, what the hell do you think they've got on the back burner? Exactly. You know? I mean, <laughs> you know? So this is just the next, probably two or three generations ahead. You know, what, what we're seeing now is probably two two or three generations ahead of where we are not yeah, today. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you know what? I just hope and pray to God that it's ours. <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's it's. Well, I think it's the perfect denied, I think it's a perfectly yeah. denied weapon, and I've said it before, because what better way to go attack China and Soviet Union or Russia and be like, I can't believe these aliens want to hit you know Beijing what? You and You are Moscow. a warmonger. You are a warmonger. I am. I'm getting would, kickbacks from never, the Pentagon. We would never attack China or Russia. We would defend ourselves against them. You know, unless we had UFOs, that wasn't us. We would say <laughs> we would say that's crazy that they want to attack Beijing. Jeff, you know, last I, year, I, 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 last year they were the talking water. about uh, <laughs> on nine eleven. They were talking about direct to gender weapons, do weapons, and yeah. they were talking about all the fires. And they said no, no. And then I put up video on my site uh, showing that. And then now they're saying that U.S. troops in Syria are under attack by direct energy weapons. So you know, okay. which is it? And, yeah. and they're also calling it the what the Havana syndrome. Isn't it? Yep. Where they're, and then they're saying, I think within the last two months, CNN of all of all institutions or whatever you want to call it, put out a video saying uh, or uh, an article saying that there's evidence of directed energy weapons being used in and around the White House. So, I mean, it's I mean, it is. The, that's what Ben Rich with Skunk Works said. They I mean, he said that's what the future is. It's not going to be a projectile yeah. fired by yeah. a propellant. It's yeah, that, be... that's what I'm saying. I mean, look at the rail guns they have now, and, oh, and the, yeah. laser, the laser weapons. You know, I mean, that's what they have. That's what they're, they're putting up on on the window, on the storefront window. Imagine what they yeah. have in the back room. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, but that but that isn't the focus of the war. The the fifth generation warfare kinetically is very primitive. It's Atlanta guys with fire bombs and uh, you know and hand guns and knives yeah uh the all the f-38 b7 you know is sitting around because that's not huh. what the war is it's fifth generational information influence operations yeah. Yeah. and influencing you know stroke and biden and everybody else yeah. at the highest levels yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That, and buying everybody off you know yeah yep. <laughs> so 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 final question i guess the the big enchilada because mr prather you alluded to it earlier what do you actually what do you think went on in and around September 11th? Was it was it allowed to go through? Was the is the story we've been told actually correct? Was it planned or was this did we let it slip through the cracks because we wanted justification to go into the Middle East? I mean, is this was that the USS Maine? Was it the Lusitania? Was it the Gulf of Tonkin? What is is this what it is or 
is it is it kind of what Ed said earlier when he said yes? Is it a is it a foggy mixture of everything? Because too many people made too much money. There are too many odd coincidences on that day. There are too many reports in the years prior to it about how we need a new Pearl Harbor for a new American century. And then we're still occupying what the largest petroleum reserves in the world. And I, I won't even say what my beliefs are because I don't entirely know. I can't say what it is. I, I don't know. But I don't think it's what we've been told. It just, and again, history has shown that you you can't really trust what, what's at the top because it's never, we find out eight decades later, oh, they're lying to us. And then another decade passes and we find out that the next decade, oh, they were lying to us. Well, eventually you got to connect the dots and go, hey, one day in the year 2100, they're going to be like, they were fucking lying to us about whatever. What do you think or do you even have an opinion or would you just care to pass? Mr. Prather. No, I, you asking me? Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been panned on shows years ago for saying, I still think planes flew into buildings. Sure. Uh, and I was at both ground zeros shortly thereafter. And, but having then talked to my peerage, like Tony Schaefer, who at DIA, who data mined Osama bin Laden and then was hung out to dry like DEA hung me out to dry, like the FBI agents uh, in Arizona that wanted to investigate uh, the pilots and were told not to, like uh, the DA agents who were working the Israeli art students from Mossad mm-hmm. that were in the um, uh, the towers beforehand. Uh, now, yeah, I I, it, I do I still think that planes flew into yes, yes, towers, I, I not agree. Building Seven, and I don't know about the Pentagon, but I do think there was a lot of um, inside cooperation, and I think my. You know, I was kind of like Ed. I was, uh, you know, a true believer. We were both came out of the military. We wanted to serve our country, and we thought we were still serving our country. Like the military, not like yeah, Gulf of Tonkin, false flag. Yeah, certainly. Uh, but yeah, I think that there. I think that that was a uh, a setup. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think I, I can't go too deep into it. When people are like, there weren't any planes. It was all holograms. I'm like, don't get. Don't get lost in disinfo. Like I had on a firefighter who was at Ground Zero. Yeah, like, he, he's, yeah. He's, 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 I'll tell you also yeah. that uh, I when I was in New York in the in the toy in the uh, broken toys, Ed, uh, the guys told me that everybody wanted to go down to Ground Zero, and the supervisor said you can't go. And of course they went anyway. But that, I'm like, man, if you if you if nine eleven happens and you tell your agents not to go to Ground Zero to help, you should just be. Yeah. Again, DEA should go away too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So now you know what though. I mean, I, I have to, I have to agree with you guys. You know, th- there are just too many. It's like how many fail safes do you yeah. have to go break? Yeah, you know, before before you know, you you, you start thinking to yourself, what the hell? Yes. I mean, was it 10, 15, 20 fail safes along the li- along yeah. the line of a, a chain of events? It's like what yeah. in the world, you know? What, what was the what was the operation Vigilant Guardian? What was the practice run where we were doing on nine eleven about planes being yeah. hijacked? So we had yeah. all the fighters out, yeah. and they had to ask, "Is this real world or is this simulation?" I mean, it yeah. gets right. James Jesus Angleton, head of the CIA counterintelligence, who had a file on Oswald in fifty nine. I mean, at a certain point, you're like, "Hold on." <laughs> Yeah. How many coincidences yeah. are there? Like, hold exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. And if you bring it up, you look crazy. So yeah. I've yeah, now yeah. I've now pulled you both down into the crazy hole with me. And yeah. in yeah, here we you were, were, we were waiting for you. Oh, well, then, hey, well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for allowing me in. And uh, I'll make myself at home. Now, the problem is you can't get out now. I know? never <laughs> wanted to leave. No, That's but that, but uh, thanks for for having me. And yeah. uh, it's great. To, and thanks for connecting me back up with uh, my old friend and a true hero. What an FBI agent should be. Thanks. Uh, Jeff, I right really there. Well, you know what? You were no slouch yourself, my friend. I, I, I uh, you know, when we were in Tucson, I mean, we were rocking and rolling. You know, rock and roll, man. And you, you know, I'm, of, you know, I'm I'm pretty awesome too. There's no one here to pat me on the back, but uh, I just want to say oh, that. Who, uh, who's this kid? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Jeff, is this your is this your special grandson? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. But um, Mr. Prather, Mr. Morales, thank you so much for coming on here, and um, I would love to do it again sometime. Thank you for Super. hanging out and discussing with me. I fucking love this shit, and um. 
Mr. Prather, there's another one with you and Vince Sheffalo that we need to put together. But um, I'll stop recording because, Ed, I know you want – or Jeff wants to get his number. Yeah. I, I don't need people yeah, thank here you. and all that shit. So hold on. Thank, thank you. Okay. Let me